0: Day, my friend? Well,
1: listen, today, today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Listen, we are talking about challenges that the higher education institutions face. Mm. Uh, we're going to deal with unique programs that are offered at our schools that may not be known. So, we're going to look at Adventist education. All right? Adventist education in the higher education level or tertiary level. Uh, level of, of education. So I'm telling you, I'm excited. We have people that are here today that have experience that will be able to share some wisdom, and maybe I could give them just a little teaser. They're going to do a little bit more than just share experience. They have some other information that they're going to share as well. So we'll we'll put that. Yeah, Did you with say the program, let I mean, you, you said no. No. <laughs>
0: what? <laughs> let me stop. Information,
1: information is power. Information. Uh, yeah, John, don't, don't mind 100%. me
0: i
2: a very creative way. Listen, listen, last night when we were just testing and making sure uh, the connections were good and we had a little dialogue, I was—I thought we were doing the show. The information yeah, that was flowing from our guests was just on point and got me excited about what we will do today. So um, I'm looking forward to our conversation.
0: All right. So that's what's on the table. We're talking about higher education. But who is at the table? Pastor Roger Wade, let us know.
2: We we are so blessed to have these two gentlemen be with us. Um, I'm going to start with uh, um, uh, uh, Rick Young, who is uh, the academic dean for Union College in Lincoln, Nebraska. Some of you may know the connection there. I hope you heard it. connection with Lincoln Nebraska. So so Elder uh, Elder Young is going to be with us. He's sharing and he's part of the group that's going to share a special program that I just fell in love with. You'll hear more about that a little later. And we also have with us from the North American division. uh, He carries two hats. He carries two hats. One, he is the associate director for higher ed and he is the director for the consortium of Adventist Universities and Colleges. So we're so glad to have Pastor Gordon wow. Beats and Pastor Rick Young. I gave you the title of Pastor, because you, you manage our E-E past to our kids there at Union. So we're so glad to have you here with us.
0: That's awesome. I Listen, gentlemen, we're excited to have you. We're going to offer a word of prayer. Then we're going to give you an opportunity to uh, to address our audience for a quick moment. Pastor Henry, Dr. Henry, would you lead us in a word of prayer?
1: Yes, let's pray. Father, Lord, we thank you so much for uh, this, this real, very important conversation. We ask that the information, Lord, that we uh, give today, Lord, will be beneficial to our viewers And that we will know, Lord, that you're working within our educational system. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Amen.
0: Awesome. So, gentlemen, thank you again for joining us today. We're excited to have you here. Yeah. Now, we know that each of you probably have resumes that we don't have the space on my big old desk here to fill up. So we didn't tell everybody everything about you, but we want you to to um, just share some things with our audience today to give them just a little bit more familiarity with who you are, where you are, what you're doing, what you've done. So we're going to give you normally when we have a lot of preachers on and, and Pastor Beats, um Yeah, you made me put pastor in front of your name. So you just cut your time in half because we know what preachers do with time. But no, I'm just playing. We're going to give you, I'm just going to pick a number. We're going to give you 39.7 seconds um, just to say hello to our audience, to greet them, share anything. Don't plan about the time. But the time is yours. Uh, Rick Young, you will follow.
3: I am truly a pastor. And that's my self-concept when I was president of Southern Adventist University, and that was that I was a spiritual leader of that uh, university. I started in California, 13 years in Northern California as a pastor, came to Collegedale, Tennessee, was pastor of the Collegedale Church for 13 years, went yeah. to the Georgia Cumberland Conference as president for three years, then became the president of Southern Adventist University for 19 years, I hope you're not adding all this up. And then the, last, the last five years, I've been working at the North American Division as Director for Higher Education, uh, graduated from La Sierra College and Andrews University. That's me.
0: Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, we are elated and delighted to, to have you with us, someone of your experience and your calendar. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, Rick Young, your turn. We're going to give you, since you are not a pastor, we're going to give you, uh, what should we get, 47.8 seconds. See what right. you can do with that. That
4: should be plenty of time. <clears throat> oh, thank you for having me here today. I came into higher ed a little different path. Uh, I started in law enforcement in Southern California, and uh, I have over 32 years in law enforcement experience between security, campus safety, and retired as a lieutenant with the Glendale Police Department in LA County. Uh, My specialty was working with youth, uh, substance abuse, gangs. Uh, In fact, I met my wife as working in gang investigations. She was an emergency room nurse, and we fell in love over a uh, a suspect that was in my custody that she was treating Uh, and she was a good sda uh, lady and so she brought me into the church uh about 30 30 (laughs) years ago so uh and then i when i retired from that i did go to camp cedar falls and ran uh, camp management there for a couple years till we figured out what i wanted to do and i ended up here at union college in the international rescue and relief program as the director and have been here at union college for the last 10 years
0: wow Wow, that's fascinating
4: i should say i'm currently the academic dean over uh uh, nursing uh international risk relief health and human performance psychology social work and uh, the occupational therapy assistant
0: got it wow i see tammy jamar says yes pastor beats was at my alma mater Southern Adventist University, and handed me my BSN diploma. Awesome. Oh, That's right. awesome.
3: <laughs> there you go. There you go. Awesome. I grew up in Glendale, California, so I need to get together with Rick and talk about something in Glendale. And I also understand that now that he's in higher education, his police background is very helpful.
0: Oh, I bet <laughs> that <he> is.
1: <laughs> Wonderful. Good stuff. All right. So listen, us well, We pray. Yeah. Dr. Let's get right to it. Take us, take us, let's get take right. To, yeah, yeah. Let's get right to it. Let me let me let me get the first question out of oh, here. Oh, yeah, Doctor Henry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get it out. I'm gonna get it out. I'm gonna get it out. Get out. Well, again, we 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 want to thank you all definitely for being on our program today. And, um, you know, this pandemic, you know, where when we when we talk about ministry, when we talk about education, we always kind of refer to the pandemic because it has shaped ministry it, and so dealing with universities and, and um, you know, going back to school. I have two young people at my house, in my house, and I'm planning to take them back to school. They go to one of our schools, Oakwood University, and so I'm taking them there. And I'm imagining that a lot of our members that are listening, they're taking, they're planning to take their students back, their young adults back to school. But I wanna know what will school look like in the fall? Like just generally, like what is it gonna look like at our universities? And um, is it just gonna be, you know what, is business as usual? We're going to just pick right up where we left off before the pandemic. Or will there be new policies in place? Will it will schools consider our schools consider like a hybrid hybrid type situation where you could do some on campus, some out of campus? Can you tell me what is gonna was it what is it going to look like in the fall? And we'll start with uh, Gordon uh, Pastor Gordon Beats.
3: In general, I think you'll find that the uh, students will experience what they did before the pandemic, if. They're vaccinated. But keep in mind that we have a moving target here. The -hmm. CDC recommendations recommendations change almost weekly. Mm -hmm. I know the goal of all of our universities this fall is to have an in-person face-to-face classes. The mask question may change some as the virus changes. Mm -hmm. Some will choose to wear masks under any circumstances. Uh, but overall, the overall setting will move in the direction of approximating normality. Each campus will be somewhat unique, but our ultimate goal is the health and well being of our students. And so that has to come first. Remember, Adventist education is an absolute essential part of the future viability of the Seventh day Adventist Church and providing our students and families options on campus or virtual is gonna be really crucial. And I think e- each of our campuses have COVID teams with medical professionals who recommend policies to administration. I imagine many of them are now working on uh, what they're going to do in light of the, of the Delta variant.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: but uh, there may be some changes in po- protocols and in terms of delivery, But they want to mirror pre-COVID life as much as possible.
1: Hmm. How about at Union College? What's happening at Union College in regards to life as usual?
4: If you look back uh, 18 months ago when we started this adventure, uh, unfortunately, that spring semester, we had to go to a a off-campus online program uh, with all of us scrambling. Last year, the entire school year, we stayed open on campus with our students and worked closely with uh, individuals that did get sick and quarantined them uh, and then had online classes right piped into their, into their dorm room uh, to get them through the, oh, wow. that, that year. Um, but we were able, to, this last spring semester was pretty normal for us, uh, good operations, as you said, we have strong teams on our campuses that are watch it daily. And uh, protocols have changed uh, on a moment's notice. And the faculty have been fantastic in jumping in and, and doing what's needed for the students. And I have to say, the students have been fantastic in cooperating. Uh, without them doing what they need to do on their end uh, to prevent the, the spread, uh, we wouldn't be open. And uh, so they really did a great, a great, great job. If you look at any of the school websites, right on the front click or two, you're gonna find a whole description of what's going on. In fact, I can share real quick, uh, Union Colleges uh, Caring for Our Community uh, right there. And it gives the response, and it's gonna tell you everything that that we're doing on campus, and uh, what to do, what to look for, and what resources are out there. So uh, I'm sorry, I guess I didn't hit the share. (laughs) <laughs> you want to hit the share button? Oh, yeah. I think you there want to hit go. the share button. Yeah. Yeah, there it sounds. is there. Yes. I think there is. Go ahead. So websites are right there. Uh, every school has them. Uh, you can see individually what each school is doing. This is going to look and a little as, funny at uh, first,
0: but hold on. We're going to get you in there.
4: As Dr. Beats said, uh, we do have our nursing team, our PA team, uh, our emergency management team uh, watching and Addressing needs on a day by day basis. So, um, but but the real goal is keep our campus open and our students busy, Um, because we feel that's where the best education comes in. the The social element of of campus is very important, Um, and so that's that's why we spend a lot of time in this area.
1: Awesome, good stuff. I have a question. I have a question here. I was looking at the website. It said that Union College will not require vaccination or testing. Um, Can you explain a little bit about that? And then I heard uh, uh, Gordon Beats, Pastor Beats, say that um, he said if you're vaccinated, meaning that there's some restrictions if you're not vaccinated. So if you could kind of unpackage that for us first with... um, the Union, Union College of sure. uh,
4: Our goal is we have many thoughts many people have different feelings uh, mm-hmm. in this area. Uh, we do not feel we want to force anyone to get vaccinated if they do feel uncomfortable doing so. That being said that may limit some of their activities. Uh, you know they may not they may need to wear a mask they, they may have other, uh, other restrictions put on them um but our, our goal is not to force anyone to have the the uh, vaccine if they so choose the part of the testing is we actually had a test nebraska test site on campus last semester or last year all of last year where we tested students uh four, four days a week we had that open so we could immediately test and uh, the state of nebraska at this point is doesn't see the need for that. And so we're not gonna open that testing up. Uh, however, there's enough testing in all the local pharmacies and uh, urgent care centers that a student can run down and get tested if need be. We're just not gonna have it on campus right now. And that could change, I mean, as I said, we, we watch it daily.
3: Right. right. I think the same point is is true across the board that things are, are in a state of flux. And it's our hope that uh, it will die down, but we'll have to kind of wait and see. I see that Jennifer has asked a question in the chat about what the most asked question is from parents. And I think it re- relates to making sure my child is safe. Will they have to wear a mask? Will they have to be vaccinated? I don't know of other schools that are actually requiring vaccination, at least of our schools. I think the uh, University of Nebraska is requiring uh vaccinations but uh i think that they will suggest anyway strongly that students who are not vaccinated at least wear a mask
4: yeah it's, it's wesleyan university and in, in lincoln is requiring it not the university never oh is it university. wesley okay. Wesleyan, okay
0: yeah and
4: um i had another thought there but i just lost it i'm sorry
0: <laughs> well, listen, I've got a follow-up that I'd like, um, to, if I can, behind you, Dr. Henry, on that, and that is just to give our audience a, a gist of the scope of, of Adventist higher education, because we, we didn't really talk about that. But when we talk about the scope of Adventist higher education, what are we talking about? How many campuses um, do we know, like, approximately the number of students that we serve, um, mm-hmm. oh, particularly here in North America? What, what does that look like, um, Dr. Beats? past the beats. Uh,
3: we have 13 campuses across the North American division. Mm-hmm. We in size from uh, smaller schools that are under a thousand and Loma Linda and Andrews and Southern at three, four, five thousand. We have about 20,000 students I think in higher education as a ballpark figure depending upon how you count upper division how you count graduate students and so forth. So it's a goodly number of, uh, of students that we're seeking to bring to Jesus. Okay.
0: All right. And this is probably another kind of boring question, but there may be some inquisitive minds like mine that out there who may want to know this. So as far as the structure goes... There are perhaps many in our audience who think about Adventist higher education, like who runs it? Who's in charge of it? Is this the general conference? Is this a union or is it a local conference? How how does that work? So because I I imagine that some people may be wondering these decisions that are being made, who's making them and is there any oversight? Um, How does that work?
3: Well, each institution is run by independently by a board of trustees that's generally appointed by the union that that institution is located in. And uh, there's a great advantage to that. There's a great disadvantage to that because the disadvantage is we become quite parochial and it makes it a little more difficult to truly cooperate in terms of doing things collaboratively. But on the whole, the the ultimate responsibility is with the board of trustees, and that is generally chaired by the union president of any of our schools, and that board is appointed by the constituency of those unions. Okay, but let
2: me jump in here, um, Dr. Lee. You, you mentioned being uh, independently run, but there is still a sense as a member, um, we, we still are Venice. <laughs> uh, we, you know, um, how. You know, some people will feel that a house divided is a house that falls. But what is what is the thread that helps us to to work together to have the goals that we have as Adventist education? Um, I, I, you know, we have Union College on here, but you you you, you talk about thirteen colleges or thirteen universities, thirteen
3: institutions. Well, one of the main threads and this is a group that I work very closely with, is the Adventist Accrediting Association. We visit every school in the North American division to verify, and and not only in the North American division, this happens around the world, to verify their focus on Adventism and bringing the faith and values of the Adventist church into the curriculum and into the classes at each institution. And so that accreditation is, is crucial to those schools if they want to attract 7th uh, Avenue students. I'm going to Africa actually in a few months to participate in an accreditation visit at two or three institutions overseas. And those of us who live in the United States need to understand that we are a shrinking minority in a sense of higher education because the schools across the world are growing, And the largest school in the Seventh-day Adventist Church is in South Korea.
1: So there are a lot of educational activities going on around the world. Let me let me ask you this, a uh, quick question. So, uh, you know, I know that the universities somewhat work together, right, on, on this board or whatever they serve on. And, and I know that um, a lot of the schools, based on what you've said, they're trying to go back to some, you know, trying to go back to pre-COVID days in their... You know, in their operation, but has there been like considerable thought about a hybrid, more hybrid um, opportunities and in, in the in the educational system uh, within our within our schools? I think that
3: the the Zoom challenge has. Uh, I have to tell a story. I had a one of the presidents of one of our institutions and I were talking after COVID hit, and he said, "You know." It would have taken me about two years to get my faculty to produce a class online and they did it in two weeks. And so a a crisis is a terrible thing to waste, you know? And so this crisis has brought us to the ability to do a lot more online work. And so I think the answer to your question is yes, we will be using across all institutions, more hybrid opportunities in terms of the production of lectures uh, that are done before the students get to class and watch the lecture and then have a conversation about the lecture when they get to class. So there's lots of new educational modalities, I think, that we have learned over the past past year and a half.
4: I think it's also important to mention that the students do not really appreciate the online classes as much. <laughs> right. I think the real value of education is the social element of being in a class and being able to meet with students and discuss ideas and share ideas and learn and grow. And that was lacking that, that, that one semester where we were totally online. And uh, we, we lost about 5% of our students of the semester after that because they did not want to participate in that type of program.
0: Well, wow. so I'm curious. So, so what? What? Where did they go? Did they go and find some place that was open and having classes on campus, or did they just drop out altogether?
4: Many of them. Many of them have just dropped out altogether, and they're wow. just now. Now that we're back live, they're coming back, but uh, they, they took a, a semester oh. or two off.
3: All right. <laughs> the living, the living learning environment is crucial to a good quality higher education. I don't care if it's secular or if it's religious, that environment of mentors and peers and growing in my my intellectual life outside of the home in a environment with other uh, leadership mentors is just crucial to good learning.
0: All right, before we go to our next scheduled uh, question, I, I wanna this, pop this one up here. Um, is there any, can, this is from Dwayne Dortch. Uh, Dwayne is in uh, Mer, uh, uh, yeah, Maryland. Yeah. Right? Is there any consideration for the institutions collaborating to create a universal online, uh oh, where'd we go? Uh, universal online institution in this changing age of higher education? So we talked yeah. about some collab, but is there any discussion on collaboration in this context? I know we've had, What's on our, our, our distance learning, Dion? that we took um, Griggs? Uh, <laughs> uh, we had Griggs That's University right. um, <laughs> for the longest time. Many of us who came through the Adventist system know that. Um, but anything in that, in that ballpark?
3: We are at, on the cusp of developing significantly more online collaboration between institutions. There's a faculty member, uh, Janine Lim, at Andrews University that has let out in a number of universities working together, all the universities really are working together to, to provide classes to students who, for instance, if there's a class that is needed for graduation and it doesn't happen to be offered at a particular school, they'll take it from one of our other schools.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: We also are in the process of creating a PSA, a private system affiliation, so that our institutions can work together with back office uh, activities, strengthening those activities and reducing the load on each institution so possibly we could even reduce some tuition, tuition in some areas. So there's a lot of moving parts that are going on right now in relationship to collaboration. And sharing classes is is one of those.
0: Great. I, I could see a scenario and I may be way off where there's a class that I really need this semester. At Southern Adventist University, mm-hmm. but it is full; it, it can't take anymore. But there is an opening in that class, in that same class at Oakwood University. Could right. I register for that class and do it, you know, from where I am, and still get the same credit and still pay the same sure. amount of money, et cetera? Things like that is what you're talking about that are yeah. that are okay. Awesome. Yeah, we have credits, so
4: already happening now. We have uh, many opportunities for the students to pick up uh, classes wow. from other campuses and even non adventist campus if we don't have the instructor or that particular class. So right. the exciting part is uh, we can tailor a degree for any student on any campus now. Uh, when they have want to go off on a little different tangent or tweak their, their area of study, we can add those courses really easily uh, right. to them attending those other courses.
0: That is exciting. Well, you,
3: that's great. Union, Union College and Southern Adventist University and Southwestern Adventist University collaborated on a on math, I believe it was Rick, where yes. they, they have developed a single curriculum and it's taught on the three campuses and wow. that helps them get the best of the teachers in very specialized areas, particularly upper division, and, and increase the uh, quality of that particular curriculum
4: and, and those students actually sit in on the class with the other students from the other school and the teacher can talk to them so we have live cameras going on and and good interaction
0: so. oh wow wow that that's wow. fascinating
4: and, and was that happening
2: prior to covid or that's something that
0: yes that's sped
3: yeah wow. that happened when i was president of southern all
0: right So Jennifer is saying, how are you marketing or advertising that change? I think she's basically saying, how come I never heard of this? This is uh, (laughs) is exciting. This is out there. Why don't we know about these things? Well, Jennifer, that's why you tune into the Pastors Roundtable. You get to hear (laughs) stuff like that right here. uh, Relevant, resourced, and real. I have the privilege and the opportunity of pastoring uh, a church where we have a, a, a early learning center as well as a K through K-8 school here at New Hope in Fort Lauderdale. So I know there's a lot of conversations that have been happening at this level, at the K-12 level, when it comes to COVID precautions and, and how we're going to do um, work in class in this environment going forward. I know we've touched on some of that already in this conversation, but I just want to just take a a step back and just revisit it, It, our our comparable conversations, the type of things that we're having to do here, making sure that, you know, desks are so far apart from each other, that all of our signs and all of our bathrooms and touchless, you know, all all of that type of equipment. Um, For our parents out there and our students who may feel kind of, man, I got to go and live in a dorm, Um, and dorms can be... um, Wonderful, clean, pristine, always well-kept places, sanitary in every way. <laughs> uh, at
4: least, at least the boys' dorm.
0: At least the boys' dorm. That's right. Boys' dorm. is always, always. Uh, yeah, I don't know way what dorm you stayed. <laughs> But some of the conversations that 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 churches, schools, at the K twelve level are having, are are there similar conversations? What are those conversations like in prepping at least for this new school year? I know we talked about um, um, uh, vaccinations and and That's mask. True. Anything in addition to that 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 you could share that might make some of our parents and students feel more comfortable about what they they may be walking into in the fall?
3: Well, I I know for. Uh for Southern, for instance, because I was president there, they changed all the HVAC systems across the campus to medical-grade HVAC so that the exchange of air was much more purified. Wow. They they put up the uh, hand-washing things, hand-sanitizing things all over the place. And I guess the quick answer to your question is yes, all that's happening at K-12 is happening on the Adventist universities, I think on steroids in many in many cases. I'm sure that's true, Rick. It is as, at Union as well.
4: Yes, uh, and also we allow a single room, if, if you know if a student really wants yeah. to be alone and not with a roommate, we have opportunities for that uh, without any additional charge.
0: Um, oh, that's the long the long other time. thing, is,
4: yes, we've set up our cleaning, um, there's so much done, there's so many committee work and so many people watching things yeah. now that uh, we didn't really keep an eye on, but it's, it is a much cleaner environment. But I think it's also important to look at the demographics of this. It does not really affect the young people. I mean, it's you, it, 49 up, it gets to the 9.8, but below 49 years of age, it's 9.9, uh, no issues. Uh, so we're talking very small. In fact, for up to 18-year-olds, I believe it's uh, 9.99. Uh, of the people or people who get the, the disease have a, have
0: a. Now listen, yes, I got to jump in there because I, uh, I
4: want to zero in,
0: uh, I, uh, 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 Mr. Uh, Rick, on on what you said. It, it you know it depends a lot of it depends on where you are. Because down here in South Florida, I don't want my South Florida people thinking that South Florida is like Lincoln. Down here in South Florida, Broward (laughs) County, where I'm at, um, our population, 30% of our population is 45 and below. Yet 70% of our cases from the last two weeks have been in that 45 and below of this new variant. In our area, it is moving into those areas. So be careful, um, as you you know mm-hmm. you have got to know where you are and pay attention to what's happening where you are. Things like that may be different, but in our case, you know we've got to follow those data, follow those statistics and those data. And right where where right where we are, it is just the opposite. Our older population right now is the safer population. It is our 45 and younger who are more at risk for the Delta variant variant in the county where where where. I, where I pastor and where our schools are, so pay attention to those to to that data where you are. It may be different. Um, so if you're a parent, if you're a student, don't you know you you just gotta keep your ear to the ground on on those things. So where you guys are in Lincoln, that's very helpful for parents to know that data there, and I think that's gonna make a lot of people feel much more. Much more comfortable and, with that, and that, that
2: may be, that may be a good reason why to go to union. So you know, once <laughs> yeah, you get out there, <laughs>
1: <That's> <laughs> the it'll be less. But you know, that's that the marketing right true. there.
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. All
1: right, we got that next question.
0: Yes.
2: So, so listen, um, I am excited to the, to the, to have both of you here. Um, one of the biggest debate that we have been here and I've been hearing. Um, I remember when I was pastoring, I had a young adult who did not want to do the traditional school. He did not want to go do a BA or a BS in in, in education. He wanted to do the vocational thing. And um and, and I've realized he actually brought it to my attention of this debate that's happening with a traditional versus vocational education. Um in your in both of you, you both of you have been involved. Uh, Obviously, uh, Pastor the you have been involved in higher ed for so uh, for much longer, uh, for a long time, I should say. And, and Rick, you have worked in higher ed for a number of years. What is your take on the traditional versus vocational education debate? I' actually
3: to stop. Vocational education is excellent. If you can connect with local businesses and establish a clear path to a job, there is opportunities for certificates and so forth. But I, in the context of, you, of me knowing this question was coming, I sent a note out to our presidents, and I have a response to this question from the president of Walla Walla, John McVeigh. And I'd like to read that because he, he does a really nice job of talking about this. As research has demonstrated, Generation Z coming out of the Great Recession has an interest in stability and predictability around the results of investing in a college education, meaning they wish to have a job and a career at the end of that investment. Mm -hmm. It's not a matter of meeting that market in a way that does not abandon or deeply held commitments to participation in the educating of the whole person in a broad way that prepares them not just for a job, not just for the first job, but the second job and the 10th job as well. This new context helps us to think clearly about the value of clear writing, cogent communication, critical thinking, and to demonstrate how such skills increase one's value in the marketplace. The same line of thinking can be applied to our commitments to integrate faith and learning. We are educating broadly, not only for this life, but for the one that is to come. So the, re- the reality is we need to be sure that we connect our teaching to the bigger world and the bigger environment. And there are a lot of businesses that are anxious for critical thinking, thoughtful, and all of those kinds of things. So vocation is good, but we can't choose our education just by learning how to Paint cars and build houses. There's a broad education is is really important for us to remember. Uh, Great.
4: Another to add to that, uh, if you talk to employers uh, of many different fields, even restaurants, uh, just about any career path, they are looking for people that, with soft skills, and that's where mm-hmm. we here at Union College have really started to address in all of our programs building the soft skills. What I mean by that is the communication skills, computer literacy, technical literacy, flexibility, adaptability, managing multiple priorities, honesty, integrity, dedication, hard work, work ethic. Reliability is one of the number ones uh, and uh, understanding leadership. And so all of our programs that we're looking closely at and. Our International Rescue and Relief Program was built on that concept of of taking students and building all those soft skills into everything that they do. So when they walk out of here, they're a leader and can be a very good, reliable employee.
0: Go ahead, Dr. Beetz.
4: That question
3: in the chat, what is the plan if any of your institutions have an epidemic? It's exactly the same, have an outbreak. Exactly the same as it was last year. Students are isolated. They're put in their own room. They're delivered food from the cafeteria. They're totally separated from the rest of the uh, students. I had a grandson that was stuck in that environment last year.
0: And that's something that is universal, you're saying, across all 13 of our campuses here in North America.
3: I think it is.
0: Okay. I, I
4: believe so. And it's about a 10-day, 10, 10 to 14-day uh, period that they're in isolation, and then they able to come back in.
2: Wait, wait, let, me, let, me, let me follow up here. So, so I... I appreciate um, what you shared there from uh, Dr. McVeigh and um, the sentiments that has been shared. But here again, the question about the vocational piece, um, now the big question, I know we have a question on finances coming up, but that's the other big concern that a lot of our students are having, that they have invested all of this dollars into school um, and, and you know, they don't have a job. You know, we, we don't have... Um, the skills that are needed. Um, Rick, you shared about the soft skills that companies have, but sometimes there is this this sense of, in order to get the skills, I need to have the job or the experience, or and I don't really get it in the school. What are some of our school our schools thinking about ways in which we can help our students gain some experiences prior to graduation?
4: Here at Union, uh, all of our degrees now require an internship. So either as one semester or some of them, we like two semesters, where they are out in the community, involved in their area chosen career path, and learning from, from the workforce. Uh, and also here at Union, we created uh, an occupational therapy assistant program. It's a two-year degree program. Uh, mm-hmm. and the students get come out of that, pass the boards, and they can uh, 50, Well, 65 to $70,000 starting salary for occupational therapy assistance. Um, so we also have had several students wanting a tweak a career here that we don't offer. So we have allowed, we, it's a mess of both worlds, we call it. They get to go to the local community college, but they can live here on Union College campus, have the social and Christian environment, the wow. environment, to live with and to get their technical uh, knowledge that they need for some some of their career paths. And that's uh, allied health field and that we're actually studying right now in the allied health field of how we can build in that area. Um, so we're just, we have a team working on that right now. We, we don't have anything to report on it, but uh, yes, it is being looked at and, and watched closely. But we do find parents do prefer their students to come on an Adventist college for the social environment, you know, for, for the church uh, contacts and going to church with their friends and uh, meeting uh, like-minded people. So uh, we, we do look at those opportunities for those students to further their, their interest here.
0: Oh boy. I, I, I just had a question pop into my head that's going to take this on a, on a whole another turn, but I just gotta do it. Cause part of our thing is we're going to keep this, uh, we're trying to help keep ministry relevant resource. And the last one is real. So, uh, so Rick with your law enforcement background, um, I learned how to cuss in church school. Um, I, I, I had friends that get got kicked out of school for fighting, for drugs, for being pregnant, for, you know, all kind of stuff in church school. Um, and a lot of the bad habits and, and a lot of stuff that parents think that they are sending their kids to our schools. And I'm sorry for popping this on you. We didn't prep you for this one. It just came to mind. But, um, but yeah, they, um, some of the things that, that, that our parents send their kids to Christian schools or to church schools hoping that they are going to avoid, oftentimes they find, they, they end up saying, wait a minute, my kid learned this stuff in this environment. Um, are, are there, so what are some of the, what can we tell our parents who, who, who may be fearful of that and saying, and we saw a question pop up in this and maybe I'm taking somebody else's question. I think I probably am because this fits in that other one. So my apologies. Um, you can take mine, whoever had that other one. Um, the difference, the difference, the, the difference that we expect between um, church school and higher education or Adventist higher education and, and, and a uh, other type of a public or private um, education. What is it that really is going to make Hours difference. Yeah, I totally turned that into that other question, (laughs) but um, here we are. But your background, that just popped into my head with your background and what you do. We see some of those things here. How do we speak to parents that are saying, yeah, there's this and there's this, but I don't really see that big of a difference. Where do we find the difference?
4: Number one, it's still a real world experience. They're coming out of their home and meeting with other students with many different uh, beliefs and activities. Uh, and yes, all those things can occur here, but we do have very strong, uh, and on all of our campuses, do a student life aspect uh, with the, the deans, the deans of the dorms, and our student life activities uh, are monitored. And students make stupid decisions sometimes, and they are given some grace.
0: And, Not in the boys' dorm, though. Not in the boys'. Not in the
4: boys'. And given some grace and worked with and maybe provided counseling and or rehabilitation and and given a second chance. Strike two or three, then they may have to move on and and go elsewhere. But uh, it is watched, it is closely, and it is a little safer environment than, uh, I mean, I went to Cal State LA with 36,000 students. Uh, A big difference than coming here to Union College with uh, under 1,000
0: I don't think there's any
3: question but that uh, we can't isolate our students from the world. Even if we tried, they all have cell phones, and Mm. it's uh, pretty hard to to, uh, separate them. When, When I went to La Sierra College, we used to say that when we drove out to the college from Glendale, Rick, that we passed the SB. What's the SB? Well, that was the sin barrier.
0: <laughs> oh wow!
3: <laughs> there's no, there's no such thing that we can put around our, our campuses anymore, but we can connect them with peers of similar values and mentors that uh, teach and model those values. You know, my experience when I was a pastor, I had a fellowship at Harvard for a semester. My ex- and even as a mature adult, the pressure to conform to views of scripture, God, and Jesus Christ in Harvard Divinity School was strong. And you, we have no comprehension of some of the pressures that young people can be put under uh, in a secular public uh, institution, even if it's an Ivy League or particularly even if it's an Ivy League institution. Mm-hmm.
4: Let me also add that uh, two years ago, we started a student success program here on the campus where every freshman coming in gets a life coach, a one-on-one time with a life coach, and they get to know that individual. And it's not their academic. It's not their dean. It's they get to share their intimate problems and, and concerns and uh, get the help that they need one-on-one. And it's been a very successful uh, program since we started it. And I've got to bring up one
3: other one other thing, and that is, uh, you know, when before Southern Adventist University was Southern Adventist University, it was SMC, notably termed as Southern Matrimony College, (laughs) and I think that it's really important to realize that. uh, Well, my wife has an expression. She she used it when she was talking to a a parent whose daughter had gone to a public university for a particular program and was beginning to date a non-Christian or a non-seventh-day Adventist. And my wife said, well, you know, you buy where you shop.
0: Oh, wow. the
3: reality is that happens. And that particular child was brought home from that university, brought to Southern Adventist University. Married a wonderful Christian guy, and now they're living in that community uh, and adding a lot to the church and to the community. So there's a lot that goes on in the social milieu that we don't necessarily advertise, but that's really important. So so, uh, so what what I'm
2: I'm actually hearing uh, from both of you, Rick and and, and, uh, Pastor Beats, is that Adventist education um, also gives a sense of uh, support to, to the things that go along with the education at least the academics and 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 I think we spend a lot of time and energy on that is is that what I'm hearing that that we we do put a lot of energy into the spiritual life and the student life that goes along with the academic
3: life is that true if, exactly. every school yeah. uh, as as president of southern a large percentage of our budget went to Things that might might not be considered strictly academic, but they were social, they were community, they were uh, extracurricular, but they were building community and building uh, the students in their in their Christian walk.
1: I got a question here uh, within the the Adventist um, educational system, especially here in North America. Um, I know that there are some schools that specialize in a specific discipline. So if you want to have a doctor of ministry degree, you know, or you want to go to the seminary, that's Andrews. If the engineering program at Walla Walla, what are some of the other uh, programs that are out there that um, we might not know that some of the schools specialize in? Um, And then what are some of the areas that that we just need you know, to have a school specialized in and the challenges. For example, a law school, I, I, you know, we don't have a law school. I know it costs thousands and probably millions of dollars to have a law school. But um, can you share with us some of the specialized uh, some of the schools that have specialized disciplines and some of the things that maybe some schools are looking into uh, that we don't have as of yet? I'll let Rick talk.
4: I I mean, I always highlight Union College's International Rescue and Relief Program. It's a very unique uh, degree. It's been out uh, about 16 years now, and uh, it's really designed for a student to build what they want career-wise. I I printed out a list of all the different careers uh, and that I currently have students graduates that have gone into which. Some have gone back to in have gone to the military as medics. Uh, I have one that's a, a search and rescue expert now with the Air Force. Um, community development, counseling, dentist, education, uh, emergency management, EMTs, firefighters, paramedics, healthcare workers, uh, phlebotomists, and that sort of thing. Emergency uh, room technicians. We have one in the landscape uh, because of his rope work. He's does the tree trimming and, and loves that. Law enforcement, several have gone that direction. Um, medical doctor, a dental school, military mission, nonprofit agencies, nurses, optometrists, PAs, paramedic, I get uh, two, mentioned, uh, three that are professors, uh, psychology, public health, Red Cross, um, a student dean at the academies, a couple of those, uh, one went back to the Coast Guard, uh, and YMCA and youth leadership and camp development. So many different paths you can take from one simple international risk relief degree. I need to say that um, that
2: was the, I, the IRR program is what really gave me um, joy and excitement connected to union, especially as I went to serve in the Record Union. I was just like, wow, they teach this? At school, uh, when I was coming up, it was either you become an advent uh, a dentist or a doctor or an, a, a a lawyer or a teacher. Um, IRR seems like it's too much. It's very sexy. That's all I want to say. <laughs> it's very exciting um, in What's terms real. of what what students do. And um, and I know of a young man who was who was very close to my family. Who graduated out of that program, and I'm so proud of him. And he's in medical school right now, uh, studying to be a, a pediatric doctor uh, because of what he has experienced there through the IRR program. So, I just want to I just want to lift up the IRR program there at Union.
3: I Let just, me mention another program. From, go ahead, Rick.
4: I was going to say about a third of the students in the IRR program go on to medical school or dental school. A third go on to public safety, so paramedic, firefighting, law enforcement. And then the other third go into community development, uh, mission work around the world. Uh, so it is a very diverse uh, program, with many different.
3: As, as I said, uh, one of our presidents also wanted to get his uh, two bits in on a variety of programs. And so I'm going to read another note from John McVeigh at Walla Walla. Among the unique offerings I would underline at Walla Walla University are a new engineering program, emphasis on bioengineering, and emerging emphasis on big data in a variety of disciplines, a new focus on music production in our music programs. In addition, a bevy of research projects involving student researchers in marine biology, making use of our beautiful Rosario Beach Marine Laboratory Campus, has put us on the map in research linked to climate change. Not long ago, I stood on the beach with Dr. Onkthink. In a few minutes, he led me in his logical, impassioned way to the conclusion that Walla Walla University is the very best place on the planet for Christian students to pursue the exciting field of marine biology. So, wow. this, uh, many of us are not aware of the huge variety of programs mm-hmm. that are developed at all of our universities, and so I don't think that any individual student should be limited by uh, feeling like he was going to a a very narrow school and couldn't have a broad experience. Mm -hmm. Because I think the broad variety of majors, you can get pretty much anything that you're looking for. I I mentioned uh,
4: the OTA program. We also have an excellent graphic design program. Uh, and, you know, emerging web design and that sort of thing, we have the top of the line in that area. And our biomedical science, you know, has a pre-med section, but also the biomedical science takes you to many pre allied health, the radiology, sonography, many different career paths uh, um, that are well-paying positions out of the biomedical science program. So uh, in our, I have to throw out education, we've you've mentioned several times, but we have an excellent education program here on the college
0: also. Guys, we need to get all of our academic deans, all 13 of them on here, and let them just kind of go, Well, we have this. Well, we have this. We have this over here. We're <laughs> getting ready to do this. This it's is fine. A, just that let that me would... tell you
4: about Union College. It's just fine. <laughs> right.
0: That would be awesome.
1: Well, you know, I, I, I think that would be because, see, a lot of times, just because I, uh, I guess the lack of trying to um, investigate what each college offers, some people think, Well, you know what? I'm not going to get this discipline from you know Adventist school, so I need to go a different way to get it. But we offer a lot in Adventism. Now, ask, uh, answer this one uh, if you can about a law school. Is I mean I know it's like a challenge to get one done. Is there any school that's at least talking about it, or is that that's just something I mean, that pre-law programs? You know, we'll let, <laughs> we and have it, pre-law, but the law school, yes.
3: The, the cost associated with that is insurmountable. Yes. It's in the multiple millions. It has been investigated, particularly I think by Loma Linda University. And it's just felt that there are some graduate degrees that we need to prepare students to go into, but we simply do not have the resources and the uh, ability to offer. And that's been one that has been a challenge over the past number of years.
0: Are, are our schools still, and I'm, I'm making an assumption by saying still, um, ter- kind of territorial when it comes to recruiting?
3: Less so than they used to be. Mm-hmm. Still concerned about getting students because that's what pays the salaries. But they are, uh, we, AQ, the Association of Adventist Colleges and Universities, hires a full-time person, Mark Grundy, who establishes a website and who coordinates marketing for all the schools through a variety of of mechanisms and working with some other companies. Mm -hmm. So we are working together a lot more than we used to.
0: Because I, I'm I'm just, you know, in, in our union we have two schools. I think only one of them is, is 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 operated by the union here in the Southern Union and that's Southern. I think Oakwood is is that still uh, NAD Oakwood is I'm a here. division school. Division, and, yep. Advent
3: Adventist Health Adventist University, University is a school yeah. for Advent Health.
0: Right. And but I but so if 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 they can only recruit in this area and if Walla Walla can only recruit uh, uh, up in the Northwest, um then Mm -hmm. students down here will never know there's a marine biology program that they can get in Christian education and they'll never know that there's a music production class that they can take because the the schools in this part of the country may not have those programs there and so students may feel like they're yeah so I've got to go to a public university And, and you begin to weigh the value then are we really valuing Adventist Christian education or are we more in this competitive type spirit and so
1: Adventist University I think we established that that is a you know the way to go. I mean, with the size, with the um, the, the, the networking, um, you know that that is just the, the way that we push for our young people to, to go into some type of Adventist school somewhere so that they can get the education they need. But finances are a major concern, right? Because if you go to a public university, you know, you're going to get a lot. You're going to get that public university price if you go to a private
4: <laughs> well, school.
1: <laughs> you're going to get that private school price, whether you're and state or not.
0: tuition, all of that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's right. So I know that's a major concern for for a lot of our parents. Um, what What are some of the ways institutions can, or or maybe they're already helping to meet those financial gaps when it right. comes to the educational uh, goals and pursuits.
4: Yeah, there's a lot that goes into our financing. Uh, In fact, all of every student, 100% of our students at Union College receive some type of scholarship, number one. We just started a new program. Our board of directors stepped up and any family making less than $60,000, the gap between any financial aid that they request is covered by the board of directors. Uh, They find donors to pay off Uh, So anyone in the middle and lower income area, don't let that be a barrier for you. Come to the college and we'll help finance you. And then 26% of the cost of going to our school is covered by donations. Um, Every spring we have a tuition free day uh, Mm. just to show the students you paid to this far, the rest of your semester is being paid by donors. Um, just to let them know. So there is a lot of effort. And if you look closely at the costs compared to local uh, state colleges and that, we're we're very competitive now. Community colleges maybe have us beat, but uh, a four-year degree, I think we're very competitive.
1: I know that some uh, students, at least in the public sector, they're able to take a lot of college courses um, when they're in high school. Um, Is that also, I believe that's also offered in our Adventist, and I know that we're talking about the academy now, but, you know, preparing for um, colleges, that's also offered, do you know, in in our academies?
4: Yeah, some some classes are approved to count as for college credit, and in fact, a lot of homeschool students uh, do a lot of college prep work uh, for their, you know, senior year, and that does count for some of their classes here, so... Yeah, well, Again, hey, can
0: can we? Because we th- this was interesting. Doctor Henry was not in on our conversation last night, and we talked a little bit about this. And I see a comment in the chat there from Wu Wampa. Um, he says starts with strong elementary schools. So we we kind of had this conversation just a little bit about um, we see some of the cutting edge schools, or what people assume to be the cutting edge schools, education, um, uh, not protocols, but but blueprints or, or uh, models that where you're seeing higher education institutions being very intentional about their reach into even elementary schools and prepping children on a track. And so by the time they get to college, I'm not talking about middle school. I'm not talking about about high school. They're going, they're starting at elementary school level and starting first graders. There it is, Doc. We see, I see it. Um, um, but they're starting like first graders, second graders, and, and they are all Already being intentional about you know getting them into college and not just from the college but into a vocation, so they're looking at education as one as a as a connected linear thing um, that they are helping to prepare. Do we see anything like that within the Adventist system, or or, or are we contemplating anything of the sort within the Adventist system?
4: I, I know that uh, again here at Union College we are very active in our academies and we actually send our professors out, we call them academic roadshows and they go out into the academies and teach a class to let those students know what careers, what courses we have, what we offer here and then they get to meet the professor and then we'll have lunch with them and ask any questions. Uh, So we do try to make those connections and then we also, our George Stone School is an elementary K through eight training ground here on our campus, in our education department. So if you wanna teach in the, those smaller schools, we have a whole uh, lab set up for you to uh, to teach in that environment uh, and build those connections. It I, I just I have to share this quick story. The reason I left law enforcement, retired law enforcement, I wanted to teach, I was planning to teach third grade because I found that as a police officer trouble starts for young people in the second and third grade oh, wow. and if we can wow. stop it there wow. identify it it can be identified i can identify a gang member in third grade oh, uh wow. and we could if i could stop it there it's going to help their life unfortunately my last class for my masters my professor pulled me aside it's a great trick you're great you have three job officers offers you need to go to the college and teach in that level with what you have and uh that got me thinking outlook magazine that sabbath had union college looking for director of irr and that's how i ended up here so but yeah. it is so true we need to look closely at that link and and do more programs um to build those connections man that's
1: interesting very interesting you said third grade we got a concert in that that third grade right
3: Second, third grade. Okay, this is uh, AdventistColleges.org. It's all thirteen institutions allowed have uh, put their information on here. You can go to their website from here. You can investigate all the offerings that they have from here. You can visit visit their uh, their campus, so to speak. Campus visit guide, campus trip, college fairs. There are fairs where they go to each college and explain some of the offerings they have. Here are the careers and majors of all of the different uh, colleges. You can apply to three schools with one application here. And this is a list of all the universities and where they are, western, central, and eastern part of the United States. We were talking about the possibility of uh, more collaboration and so forth. Well, this is one way that we are trying to get the word out there to everyone. If you have a question about why go to an Adventist institution, this gives the benefits of Adventist education. It talks about the study that was done that shows that Students who go through Adventist colleges and universities have a significantly higher percentage that stay in the church. This is the Adventist teaching philosophy, and then I have to advertise uh, a presentation that I made at the general conference camp meeting, a 40-minute talk on the importance of higher education, why we have Adventist higher education, and uh, I I don't think I want to spend all 40 minutes right now, but it's a, a good talk and that's where you can, you can awesome. find it. But this is a website that uh, we need to market and advertise even more than we do because it, it allows an individual to research all that's available in Adventist higher education in the North American division.
0: Wow, that's awesome. You guys make sure you you get that website down and and go and check that out. I know a number of you probably have some questions and want to find out more. That is a great resource. Thank you so much for sharing that, Dr. B. So
2: let me ask ask this question. As you're talking about marketing, and that's one of the biggest things, um, you know, besides we talked a little bit about the finances, we talked a little bit about, and the key thing about finances is that, we need to stop asking the questions and get involved in order to find out there is money out there. But so, many of our Adventist universities, if they are not the Oakwoods or the or the Andrews or the Loma Linda's, mm-hmm. nobody really knows about them or Um uh, mm-hmm. What what are you doing to promote? What what is Union doing? What is the, some of the other schools doing to promote their um, to promote their schools in places they would not normally find children. For instance,
3: Brooklyn, New York. Well, we we're we're working with a new company this year to do a little more directed marketing uh, around, particularly around certain around schools in geographic areas. And I'll, I'll admit that we're not doing enough. It all it, it becomes a very expensive activity to do significant marketing. But when I was president of Southern, we did a survey in the Southern Union to find out how much people knew about Southern Adventist University, and it was very little. (laughs) And so we really need to do a much better job in communicating the value added that we provide with our institutions. And I, I appreciate you mentioning that, and it's something that's on the top of mind for us.
4: Here at Union College, the middle of America, I have to add, the heartland of America, Uh, our college, I believe the number is we have 47 different states represented at our college. So we have students from around the country and the world. I think it's 17 different countries that uh, attend Union College. So marketing is big and digital marketing is where it's at. So we, we really have stepped up our game. Using our classes in digital web making, oh. and, and using that uh, to put up some, oh, some information, uh, and it's starting to pay off.
0: And so, for all of our college recruiters out there, that's the way that you beat the <laughs> you beat the system. <laughs> but you don't have to go into another union territory. Just put it online. <laughs> that's what you do. All right.
2: Well, we are look, look at our time. We yes. We we have really. Um, look at the gamut of, of Adventist Higher Ed. I, am, I hope that um, those who are looking and those who will look will, will find information here to, to begin to look at Union College particularly, um, very closely and possibly consider that as a school. And, um, and because of the, the, the exposure, uh, Dr. Beats, that you have shared with us for the other um, 12 t- campuses, um, many folks will be able to see an option that they can, they can pick and choose and, and even ask the questions that are necessary. Some of the questions that have been put in the chat. I, I do want to acknowledge the fact that um, the concept of the uh, life coach um, resonated very strongly in our chat. Um, with folks talking about that. I thought that was a very interesting concept. And, and, and let me ask, um, Rick, did you consider, was that considered um, because it was a small college situation or, or would you see that on any campus with the freshman
4: class coming in? I think you see that with, with any of our colleges. There, there's a big effort right now to really focus in on student success and, and building. Uh,
2: excellent, excellent.
4: So as we, as we wrap up, gentlemen, I'm going to give
2: each of you an opportunity to just share um, what you would like our viewers to to take away from um, your presentation today, um, things that they need to really keep in mind as we, as we engage in making decisions for Adventist Education. We're going to start with um, um, Dr. Weeks. What would you like our, our, our folks to take away with? Today.
3: Adventistcolleges.org. Remember that. Adventistcolleges.org. <laughs> and also, pan- pandemic or no pandemic, Adventist education is a great value for those who wish to grow and develop with a Christian worldview. Our Seventh Adventist colleges nurture a service mindset. They not only learn a career, but they learn how to serve humanity and serve God. And it is vitally important more important, I think, today than it was 100 years ago or 50 years ago, to place our young people in an environment where they have shared values with their peers and modeled values with their mentors.
4: Probably end with uh, my mantra in working in law enforcement was to provide everyone I came in contact with, with, with love and respect. And I have to say, I find that in the Adventist education system with every faculty member. You will not find a more dedicated human being there for the individual students. They care. You don't find that in the larger secular universities. You're taken care of, you're provided some hope, you are loved by each and every faculty member and you are respected um, as as an individual. I think uh, it's a mission field for educators in the Adventist system, um, but it's a real worthwhile. I've enjoyed my 10 years here
2: immensely. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, thank you so much.